0: Welcome back to the Average to Savage show with Scaletti, a podcast that will help you overcome your limiting beliefs, setbacks, and fears to create the life you were destined to live. Welcome back, everybody, to the Average to Savage podcast. This is the first interview on the rebrand. This is Matt Scaletti here with special guest, Rob Rich, a.k.a. Cowbell Rob, as you'll hear why he got that name. Rob is a 45-year-old ultra marathon runner and loves the outdoors. He convinced his wife, Stephanie, this is how he told me to say it, by the way. He convinced his wife, Stephanie, to marry him a few years ago, and they have five amazing daughters between the two of them. Because of Rob's life choices and the choices of others in his life, among the recovery community, he strives to help anyone and everyone he can to stay positive and accomplish their goals and dreams. And I love that about you, my friend. Cowbell Rob, welcome to the podcast.
1: Love it, Matt Scaletti, happy to be here, buddy. (laughs) Are you ready? The question is, are you ready? For those
0: just listening, he has the cowbell sitting next to him, and he didn't even show me the cowbell before we started recording. I love that. (laughs) You're the first guest to have multiple props on the show. I'm excited. Who knows what's going to happen over the next half hour? Uh, So for those that don't know, I met Rob a few years ago with this event called 29029. We've been friends ever since, and I'm excited to dive in, my friend. Let's just Let's get into your background. Like, so you're, you're an ultra marathon runner. Have you always been a runner? And what was Cowbell Rob like as a youngster?
1: Uh, yeah, I, I played sports growing up, but never, never in, in my wildest dreams thought I was going to be you know, a runner. Uh, my brother and I, we'd, we'd always you know see people running on the streets and we'd always make fun of them. Like, why? In, why? Why mm-hmm. do you run? Run for fun? Are you kidding me? No, there's there's no fun in run. <laughs> me too. I did that for
0: years too. <laughs> so look, so what happened? So you're, I mean, I remember those shirts that said "Run for fun," and I remember rolling my eyes, thinking, "That's not possible." So right. how how does one go from poking fun of that to now becoming said person?
1: Well, uh, ten years ago. Uh, my brother and I, uh, we we joined a group called Addict to Athlete, and we went. My my brother was in it, you know, to help his his daughter at the time, who you know who was in addiction recovery, and he's like, Rob, you like backpacking, you like hiking, you know, why don't you come join the group with us? And we we run after every meeting. We go run a 5K, and he's that. like, if you if you want to, you know, run with us. Then you then you can go run. Uh oh. I, I got you're a good. phone I can... call. We are getting out of that. My bad.
0: No, you're good. I can still hear you. It's it's rolling right okay. off.
1: Um so what what we did is is he's like, come run with us and see these sites and do all these things, you know, a lot quicker, a lot faster. You can see more stuff out there on the trails. And so I was like, That's perfect. That way I don't have to hike it or backpack it, I can just run it. And I started doing that and boy, you know, things went off from there and I haven't looked back.
0: I love that. And you know, what, let's just get into that part of it too. When you mentioned addict to athlete, cause I'm wearing one of their shirts right now, you and I have yeah, been, buddy. we've battled uh, different addictions in our lives. Uh, how did you get involved with that? I know it's been near and dear to your heart for many years. I'm newer to the organization, but do you care to share a little bit of that part of the story?
1: What what addict the athlete is? Uh, we're a group to help people, obviously, in, in recovery. Um, our our motto is erase and replace. Erase the bad things in life and replace them with things of greater value, such as you know athletics, um, getting out of your comfort zone. You know, like we say, you know, for Savage Saturdays. Um, and and we're just here to to help anybody and everybody who's you know trying to change their lives.
0: I love that. I, I got to ask you something because I was talking to a friend about this as a former alcoholic myself. Do you think, and I love that quote, I just wrote that down, erase and replace. Is that something that you did that, like I was talking to this friend about, is is that basically what I did was I got rid of one addiction, which was alcohol and replaced it with healthy living, which clearly has changed the trajectory, trajectory of my life. Is that, what you feel that works, like that process is works for most people.
1: I, I would say it works for most people, you know, but not not everybody. You know, not not everybody. You know, wants to jump in right away and start running or or exercising. You know, it, it just like anything else. You know, it it takes some time, it takes some practice, and and it, if you've got a team behind you, it's a whole lot easier to get out there and do the things you're uncomfortable with.
0: No, that's so true. That community idea. And I mean, I think that's what drew me to you so quickly is you are such a big part of these communities that you help out with. And I feel like that's, that's, that's a big thing. Like how, how has community or friendships or your family helped you in difficulties through your life?
1: Oh, wow, Matt. That's that's a, a great question. My, my family, you know, Five and a half, six years ago, I started going, you know, through a, a pretty bad divorce. And my my brother and, and his wife at the time, they they took me in. You know, I was able to stay at their house and live with them. You know, without them, I was like, where am I going to go? What am I going to do? You know, and then, you know, after my, my that you know, that divorce, you know, my, my wife, Stephanie, I met her. And I was still, you know, pretty down in life. And and she was there just to listen to me and to, to walk me through through things. And it's always nice to have that, you know, that support to have somebody to talk to, you know, whenever you know you're you're down or you need help with anything in life. It's always nice to have that person.
0: Oh, that's so true. And you how did you and Stephanie, how did you meet originally?
1: <laughs> so uh, I I've worked for UPS for, for twenty two years. And hmm. I, I I delivered. You know, the the package side of the company, I did that for, you know, 14 years. And the last, oh, I'd say two and a half years, you know, Stephanie loaded my package car. <laughs> so so she, 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 lo- she loaded my truck every single day for me.
0: I love that. And then you just slowly uh, started building the relationship. I assume it started just as a coworker and then you became friends. And now uh, you're the luckiest man on the planet right by the way just to give you an idea of how i met these two i was hiking up this mountain at 29029 this everesting event in utah and they were working at separate aid stations that were like half a mile apart from each other and they had me as their mule carrying notes up to one another on the mountain and i swear to you This story helped get me through the worst part of that event, like the pain went away because now I'm a part of something different where I'm not focused on myself. So I appreciate you for helping me out throughout the the wee hours of the night.
1: Anytime brother, you know, it's little stupid things like that, that get your mind off the pain and how hard things are. And that's what we need sometimes.
0: That's so true. And, And you say little stupid things and maybe it was, but I'll never forget that. Like I will never forget that story. And it just, (laughs) it made that event so much more fun. And and I need to share with everybody and hit the reason Cowbell Rob has that name on, at these events. And now I've seen you what, like three times, I think at events, he goes all in, all out, all in, whatever you want to say at these events and cheers as loud as anybody I've ever seen. Consistently over hours and hours and hours. And I have to ask you, and we talked a little bit about this offline, but what where do you get the energy and and why do you keep showing up like that with so much positive vibes and encouragement for other people?
1: I'm gonna get emotional here, Matt.
0: That's okay. That I've I've cried <laughs> many times on this podcast.
1: Um my my niece Carly, who who is on my hat. That, that's that's I, I carry her everywhere I go. She, she overdosed on heroin. Uh, I think it was about six years ago, and she served everybody. Whether with was it with with a smile, with a you know a, a friendly hello, or actually doing service for you. And being who she was, I I told myself, uh. I'll never let that part of Carly, you know, disappear. And so ever since she passed away and, and I I was, you know, know, outgoing and and try to help people up prior to, but with her, you know, and and what she left us, I I was like, I got to keep it going. And so that's, that's my, my goal in life is to, to be of service to to anybody and everybody whenever I can. And you guys on the mountain, when you're in the pain cave, you know, you, you need Again, that stupid somebody yelling at you, screaming at you, cheering you on, you know, somebody to to get you going, to get you up the mountain.
0: Well, I, I didn't know that part of the story, and I, I didn't meet your niece, but I would assume she's smiling down at you, and you're carrying on of the legacy, because you bring it, my friend. I mean, it's, it's very impressive to see the energy that you have, no matter if it's 11 a.m. or 2 o'clock in the morning. If you're out there, you're you're giving it a thousand percent, and <laughs> I love it. I I seriously love it. It it makes like you're a, such a big part of the culture of these events because of that energy. So so do you, as an ultra runner and also a supporter of others, do you love both aspects of it, or is there one that you enjoy more than another?
1: I. I, I love being out there, you know, supporting people, you know, but yes, I, I also love the, the, the events themselves, um, being, being an ultra runner, I, I, the training, you know, you're out there by yourself training. Nobody knows how, how much work, you know, you really put in until game day, mm-hmm. you know, and, and if, if you, if you, what what's the word? I, I'm not sure. i but but if you go out and, and compete on game day, you know, and, and you you show up and produce, you know, people know that you've put in the work prior to. And and I I love that feeling when you cross that finish line of a you know a fifty mile race, a hundred mile race, and and you know that all that work was worth it. What 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 else can you do in life? You you know you push yourself to the limits in everything you do. And and I guarantee that happiness is the, you know, out of this world.
0: That is, I could not agree with you more. And, and I don't know about you, but I've been on both sides of that where I've come into an event underprepared and that feeling is one of, I don't want to ever have this feeling again because the reverse is so true. I mean, once it's like all that work when nobody's watching and then when there is, are people watching or maybe there aren't, but you're prepared there is no better feeling. I mean, it's so true. That that's an addictive feeling, I think. It, a healthy, I would imagine a healthy addiction. But I love right. that feeling too. I'm right there with you. So that's what so you that's how you enjoy both.
1: Yes. Yes. And and then knowing, you know, what people are going through out there on the, you know, the mountain or out on the course or you know like this last weekend we helped out at the, the Zion Ultra. You know, the 100k and 100-milers came into our aid station and you know how they're feeling when they get to you at mile 80 and you you just know and so you you have an idea of what they need what they you know what what you can do for them and just little things like okay what's your favorite song to get you going i would grab my phone put it on the speaker and blast it you know oh. and anything to to get people going
0: and you know what's amazing about that and i'm sure i know you know this but that song that you pick for them it's not like that spark ends as soon as they leave the aid station. A lot of times that can last three, five, seven miles and get them to the next aid station. And I think that's a, that's, I don't know what it is. What do you think it is about you're in these events and they're always going to suck at some point, but like we we build these friendships in like such short periods of time because we're doing something hard. How do you like, does that make sense to you that like because I know you do this, like you get close with these people and some of the events are two days, three days, but it seems like you come out of there with best friends after a short period of time?
1: Man, the, the community that the friends that I've made just from 29029 in a couple of years we've been helping there, you know, yeah, we built that relationship, you know, immediately from the get-go. As soon as you hear my cowbell on the mountain. You know, you you know, there's some crazy guy up there that's ready to meet you and talk to you and 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 learn about you, so that I can use that, you know, to to help you, you know, each time you come up the mountain or each time I see you at an aid station, I, I that relationship we're we're best friends, you know, and and it's always nice to have your friend to get you through the you know the crappy times of life.
0: See, I think that's a great point. I was going to ask you that how these events which are, you know, last a day or two. How, how have you seen what you bring to these events and the communities that you're in map over into your Monday through Friday life? Have you seen changes in yourself off of the mountain and outside of these events?
1: Very much so. Uh, for, for my birthday this, this last week, you know, Stephanie and I have always talked about you know, the people of twenty nine oh twenty-nine and uh, the the ultra races that we help at and the things that they go through and the struggles that they have, and everyday life we have those struggles. And and we see, you know, the the things we, we have to deal with every day and we, we I me personally, I I look and remember, you know, the Matt Scaletti dragging ass up that mountain. And, and needing all the help in the world. And then I realized, okay, just one step at a time, you know, he, he's going to get up to the top, you know, he's going to make it to the next aid station, but you know, with a little bit of help. And I, and then I remember you guys are struggling. You know, that's nothing compared to what I'm doing out here day to day. You know, so I, I use you guys, you know, and the memories that I've made with you to, to get me through, you know, I, I'm a truck driver. You know, and when somebody on the road cuts me off in my, you know, semi truck pulling triple trailers and, you know, 90,000 pounds, I did. you know, I, things could be worse. You know, I, I take my foot off the gas and then just you know, coast a little bit. Yeah, I'm, I may say a word or two, but, I, you know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you connect with them over the CB and uh, give them some choice words or no?
1: Hey. You must be in a bigger hurry than I am. I'm going to go ahead and take my foot off the gas and, you know, (laughs) continue on your way, please get out of here.
0: (laughs) See, I I think that's so powerful that it's like you're, it's almost like you're more calm and peaceful in your day-to-day life because of going through these difficult challenging situations that you do a lot of weekends out of the year.
1: Yes. Yes, very much. So
0: discomfort, discomfort is a beast. It's I I love that topic. And and by the way, speaking of discomfort, and I know a little bit of this story that you shared a couple of weeks ago when we talked, but if you wouldn't mind sharing this idea of discomfort, but in a different way, hitting a rock bottom, if you want to call it for me, it was with alcohol just spiraling out of control, and then finally realizing if I don't change my life, I'll probably be dead or in jail in a few years. Like, I know you've had a rock bottom moment. Like, can you, can you take us back to that and then give us the, how you climbed out of that situation?
1: Yeah. So five and a half years ago, Matt, um, going through the, like the pretty bad divorce. I I was in the, the deepest and darkest of times I've ever been. Um, my, my marriage was, was horrible. And as a delivery guy for UPS, I, I delivered the same route for, I think it was 14 years. And I was on a delivering to, you know, doing my business deliveries on a, on a very main, you know, the main street in town, very busy. And my life got to the point where I just couldn't do it anymore. My depression was so bad. My, my, I loved my kids, but I, my my marriage was so awful. I hated being home, and so one one day I was delivering to to a business. I, I pulled up to you know to, to deliver, and I looked in my driver's side mirror. I saw traffic coming, and I knew right away what I was going to do. And sure enough, Matt, I jumped out my driver's side door in front of traffic. I I I, had, I tried taking my life because I was done, and luckily. The good Lord, you know, the, these people driving were paying attention, and and swerved around me. You know, and and at that point, I ended up. Uh, I think it was. I spent 18 hours in an emergency room, waiting for uh, a, a, a mental hospital, a psych ward, to find me a room because the rooms were you know all booked. But they finally, after 18 hours, this place said, "We'll find a room. Bring him here." And I spent 10 days in a in a psych ward and, you know, just resetting my goals and trying to figure stuff out there. And, and when I got out, um I wouldn't say I was a, a new person or a changed person. I just had, you know, different ideas of what I wanted to do and how I wanted to go about things. Um, a few months after that, uh, I was up on the mountain. You know, I went snowshoeing, you know, seven or eight miles up on the mountain. And I, you know, it was... It was January 1st, actually, and, and I, I got up in there, and, and I built me a little snowman. And he was my buddy at, at that time, and I, I sat and chatted with him, and I finally knew what I needed to do, and that was, you know, file for divorce and and start all over again. And so that's that, that's what I did, and come April 7th, I, I got divorced and and. I changed my my job. I went from the you know the delivery side to driving the the big semis now. You know I I, I met Stephanie and she she taught me how to love and be loved and how to have a, an amazing relationship with with somebody and now we're best friends and all the things that we've been able to accomplish. You know you you know Matt the, coming out from the 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 deepest of the the deep and the lowest of lows. That's when you learn to fight your hardest sometimes. And, and after all that happened and now where I'm at today, I, I thank the good Lord that I'm still here because I could be somewhere a whole lot worse.
0: <laughs> I mean, I, we taught when when you shared that, and I, I still can't believe that. And I, I mean, I couldn't help but think if one person was looking at their cell phone while driving at the wrong time, you, you would have succeeded in what you were trying to do. I mean, right. it's that's crazy. Yeah, I, I'm just. I appreciate you sharing that and and just being so open and vulnerable with the this tough of a topic. And, and I know you and I have discussed vulnerability in the past. I mean, I mean how how important has has that been for you just to like? I don't know if you openly shared this story or not, but I'm sure a lot of people that are listening to this or watching this. Can relate in some capacity of going through a rock bottom, whatever that looks like for them. How how has vulnerability played a part in your life?
1: I, I think being being open about the things that happened to us, especially um, now that we were huge into the you know the volunteering and working and helping people out um, last month, yeah, in February, end of February first of March. Uh, we were helping out at the the Antelope Canyon 100 Mile Race, and I met a kid, I think 17 years old, and he was he was struggling to to get to the finish line. His dad was pretty much carrying him, and finally, you know, I, I caught up to him. I ran out, way you know, away from the aid station. I caught up to him, and and his dad ran him into the aid station, and we had like two miles to the finish line, and. I, I finally said, "Okay, Dad, it's time for you to go." You know, he, he's got it. He's going to do it on his own. We're we're going to get him. You know, to to the finish. And I shared that story with him, of my struggles and the things that I had to go through and where I'm at today. And and Matt, the the smile on his face and the, you could tell that everything about him changed. And dude, he he finished that that hundred miler like a champ. And, and it's you know things like that where you you can share your difficulties, your struggles in life with other people to help them in their life, and if they'll just hold on to it and and go with it, you know the the, the how much better would this world be if you know we all shared our our hard times and our our good times and the, the happiness we get from it, the, the whole the whole world would be a different place. And
0: when you're you're doing that. That's such a great story, and I feel like that's exactly what you're doing. Like you're you're not afraid to open up and share the struggles and triumphs that you've had in the past. And I think there's, that's just so important to do that. And I don't know about you, but as soon as I opened up about being an alcoholic, I was scared that everybody was going to judge me and say, Oh, I don't even want to talk to this guy. He can't even control substance. But it was the opposite. Like people were saying, Oh my God, my, my brother battled that or my spouse or, they did, and it's just amazing what that vulnerability, it brings us closer versus pushing us apart, it seems like to me.
1: Right, Every, everybody, I don't care who we are, everybody on this planet suffers from something or knows somebody that's in the same situation as we've been in, you know? So but like, like our head coach of addict athlete always says, turn your mess into a message.
0: I love that. That's such a great quote. <laughs> that is such a great quote. I feel like all these stories you have. Are we gonna? Are we gonna get? I feel like a book entitled "Cowbell Rob." Cowbell Rob. Whatever the, whatever the tagline is below that. I, I think there's a. I think there's a book, a best-selling book going on inside of your head over there. What do you think? <laughs> uh,
1: you, you know, I've I've thought about, it, but but you know, because you know, I've I've read you know different books and people that i know like do i have what it takes to to you know to write a book am i you know up here can i do it
0: <laughs> yes the answer is yes. absolutely yes <laughs> i mean you have the perfect amount of insanity in there that's going to make it entertaining and powerful for all readers Yeah, I mean, well, hey
1: you know one one day matt you know maybe it'll happen
0: i i hope so i would love to read it so what's <laughs> what is on the horizon for cowbell rob what do you have things and this will come out in the next few weeks so in the back half of 2023 or 2024 do you have some goals that you're going after whether it's for helping out at these events or running yourself what's what are you excited about in the future
1: obviously you know we've got events that we're working that we're you know our our schedule this year, Steph and I, is outrageous. We're we're gone a couple times a month. You know, <laughs> working these events and absolutely love it. But um, back in December, just really, you know, short long story short, uh, I got an email welcoming you know welcoming me to, to participate in twenty nine oh twenty nine. And I, I like wait a second, I can't I, I can't do you know I didn't sign up for this event. What what's this email? you know after talking with uh, some big wigs in the company you know it, one of them uh, contacted me and said rob somebody that you've met on the mountain is willing to pay for you to participate in the event if you're willing to do it and knowing knowing the mountain and how much i enjoy climbing and you know endurance events i i broke out in tears and said yes let's do it and so um, since the first of the year, um, I, I started training a little bit, but then come 1st of February, I, I jumped on uh, my, my annual keto diet, and I started, you know, really working hard. Um, I'm down 23 pounds. Oh,
0: wow. Oh, you're
1: cranking it Oh, man. I, I, I'm not taking this this event lightly, dude. So I, I've got, I've I got love my, it. I got my 50 miler that I do every year the you know, second week of June. But then, after that, we're just gonna keep pushing you know pushing ourselves, and uh yeah we we got some epic things planned for for twenty nine out twenty nine snow basin number one uh, it's it's gonna be awesome and and I, i'm gonna be I'm gonna be more than ready for it. and i i I can't wait we're we're gonna okay. we're gonna be doing some gonna, gonna be doing some fundraising stuff, you know, for our addict to athlete group. And, and just to let, you know, your listeners know that I'm, I'm not going to just stop at 13 ascents, cents, but climbing the mountain. I'm, I'm going from hour one to hour 36. I'm climbing that mountain nonstop. Oh
0: man, I can't wait. <laughs> and by the way, for those that don't know, and I know I talk about 29,029, 029, so I'm sure most of you know, but it's this event 20, 29,029 029 feet is the height of Mount Everest. So, what Rob's talking about is these different events around the country at these ski mountains, you climb enough ascents to reach what would be the height of Mount Everest. And I think in snow basin. Like you said, you have to go up 13 times is 29,029 feet, right?
1: Right. And And so what, 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 what I'm going to do, Matt, just to, you know, kind of give you all a, a a taste of what we're, we're planning. Yes. It is. Obviously, you know, you, you see my shirt. This is one of my, you know, my my shirts I wear. I'm a very patriotic person. Um, I, between my shirt, I, I got my flag shorts and socks. I carry my my American flag with me, you know, during my events. So for my 13 ascents, I'm I'm gonna do just me. It's all about me. Those first 13 ascents, um, and then at that to- at that time, I'm gonna, you know, lose my flag, and I'm gonna focus on. Uh, during the nighttime, I'm, I'm going to focus on other participants, you know, help them get through the night. And I'll, I'll pick somebody different to, to climb with every time. And then the next morning, as the sun comes up, it's a whole new day. You know, we're, we're, we gotta we got to change the things. You know, we do uh, that, that sun rises. And, and then I'm going to grab our Attic to Athlete uh, proxy flag. Uh, that's something that we do at different events that we run. Um, because how many people out there have we lost to to addiction or to cancer or to, to anything that can't do these events for themselves anymore? And so I'm gonna be climbing for them. and we we got some di- different things in mind. Um, whether i got a, I got a, a new ruck pack that I'm gonna add a bunch of weight to it and and I'm gonna climb the mountain with you know you know weights in my pack. Uh, i'm I'm Right now, I'm thinking I'm going to start with 100 pounds.
0: Oh my and, God!
1: And and what I'm going to do is that whether I'm going to do 10 pound, you know, weights or five pound weights, like the you know the little plates. Yeah. And, and and on each one, I'm I'm thinking of you know putting the things that weigh us down in life, whether it be stress, whether it be work, whether it be you know all the and each plate is going to have a different name. And and each time I make the ascent, I'm going to drop one of those plates. Okay. I've conquered that one. You know, next time we're going to, you know, we're going to drop another one, you know, and by the time we're done, you know, we're going to have a light pack or I'm going to take the pack out. I haven't decided yet exactly what we're going to do, but it's going to be epic, dude. We're, we're going to, you know, motivate and and we're going to conquer that mountain for all 36 hours.
0: This is amazing. And just so everybody knows, most people, it takes most of the 36 hours to get up the mountain 13 times so to be doing it most people sleep obviously you will not be doing that i mean th- this is a whole other level of craziness and i love it and w- what are the dates what are the dates for the event
1: august uh, 10th through the 13th i believe
0: august 10th to the ter- 13th this year root this man on as he conquers 36 <laughs> hours Oh, man, I got to do whatever I can to get out there. That's killing me that I don't know if I can go. But I, I'm going to – we're not done with that conversation. I got to see if I can figure out a way to get out there because I need to flip it around. I need to be the one with the cowbell for you while you're huh? out 36 hours. God, that's oh, so exciting. I, I can't cowbell wait. Cowbell be there. What's, how, do people, how do people find you? Are you going to be sharing on social media? Are you most active on Instagram?
1: Instagram or Facebook.
0: And your name is on Instagram is Cowbell Rob, right?
1: Cowbell Rob, yep. Is it just one word? Cowbell underscore Rob.
0: Okay, Cowbell underscore Rob. Check this man out. We'll put it in the show notes. One final question for you, Mr. Cowbell Rob. Okay, what is one key takeaway? And you and I were joking around about the average to savage. I feel like you and I were. I don't want to speak for you, but I was way below average for many, many years. Uh, What's a key takeaway that you learned or you used to take your life from average to full-on savage mode like you will be in in August?
1: I think that the main thing that you can get through anything, you know, if you put your mind to it mindset is everything. Um, just like today, you know, Matt, we were talking, you know, yesterday, this week's been tough for me with, you know, lack of sleep from over the weekend, whatever. I woke up this morning and I was like, okay, hey, I've got to do something today. You know, so I got up, I, I, I ran my 5k, I jumped in my ice bath. I didn't want to do it, you know, but mindset is everything. And if you can just Get those stupid comments, or I mean, not comments, but thoughts out of your head that I can't do this. Change it to, I can't do this yet. Okay, I'm gonna be able to do it. You know, but just a little bit at a time. You know, you've got it, and, you know, lean on those people around you, the ones that care about you, the ones that love you, the ones that want to see you succeed. And if you do that, let them know, you know, hey, this is what I'm planning on doing, help me out. And I guarantee nobody's gonna you know back down, they're gonna be right there with you to, to do all the crazy stupid things that <laughs> you know that that you wanna do.
0: <laughs> and that's but you're so right. It's so amazing how many people want to help. All they need is somebody to ask them, and it's like boom, let's go. Like I feel like there's so many people out there that if they were asked, they would jump on an opportunity to help out a friend or family member or an acquaintance or whoever and I'm with you. I, that's You seem like you do such a good job of building and maintaining the relationships in your life, and it's because I know you're a giver. You just give, 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 and it's inspiring, my friend. I appreciate you so much as a friend and for hopping on the podcast.
1: Yes, sir. I, I appreciate the opportunity to come uh, chat with you, Matt. It's always a pleasure, and I, I hope, you know, uh, that your listeners will jump on board when it comes to you know our fundraising for twenty nine oh twenty nine event that we're doing. and and dude, it's, it's gonna be a blast. It's gonna be a good year.
0: Yes, it is. and you got to let me know. I will be sharing the links to that and of course, donating myself. so we'll chat about that and we'll get some links up for you so we can get some some help financially coming by way of addict to athletes. So I'm in to help out however I can. Awesome, man. I appreciate it. Much love, Cowbell Rob. You are inspiring. You are a badass. I appreciate you so much for hopping on. Thanks, everybody, for listening or watching. And we'll see you all next week. Peace out, Mr. Cowbell Rob. (laughs) See you, buddy. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to the podcast and leave a comment if you enjoyed the show. To follow on social media, at Matt Scaletti on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok and LinkedIn. Feel free to shoot me a message, reach out. I'd love to hear feedback and wishing you an amazing rest of your week.